Welcome everyone to the Mullen Center here in Amherst, Massachusetts. We are in between periods one and two. Merrimack taking on UMass. Time for our first intermission. We visit with the uh, color voice of uh, UMass hockey, Brock Hines. And uh, Brock, you take a look at this UMass team. It's been some tough sledding as of late. Eleven straight losses. Uh, if you could pinpoint what's going on, is it is it one thing in particular? Or is it a combination of things? I think it's probably John a combination of things. Uh, uh, the Minutemen were in a very similar position last year uh, under a different coaching regime. Um, with this coaching regime, the th- regime, the thing that I noticed so is that the guys, the young men, have really bought into the system here. And uh, what's amazing is they continue to buy into the system even after 11 w- losses consecutive. Um, they trust Coach Carville in that uh, this is a system that will work. Uh, very honestly, John, and we just don't have the scores. You look up and down the UMass lineup versus the Merrimack lineup, and uh, you can just see we don't have the goal scorers. But as a unit, these guys are some of the hardest working guys that don't quit, and uh, I'm very proud of them. Uh, it's just uh, we need more horses. Well, you know, when things go the way they've been going for UMass, you know, with the 11-game losing streak, you certainly see some frustration setting in. How much frustration are you setting in, seeing setting in? I happened to listen to the game the other night at Lowell, two embellishment penalties. Uh, what's the frustration level right now? Well, I think each player, you know, has has moments. I think the overall team uh, level, I, you know, I, I've talked with Coach Carville about this, and it's the uh, return on investment. And I asked him about this just like you're, you and I are talking in an interview. View. Um, and I really asked about the short-term return on investment. How long can these guys continue to lose and play very well? I mean, I'd be very surprised if you see a team tonight, when you you know, in the second and third period uh, tonight, that you know will just quit or fold the tent. And I asked Coach, how long can this continue? I mean, because way in the back of your mind somewhere, and I'm not a psychologist, John, but you know, your body and your brain is just going to say, enough. I only can do this so much. And uh, really, this team continues to keep their, uh, their their tempers and their in the coaching staff as much in check. Now, uh, I think what's probably I can't speak for them. What's very frustrating about what's gone on uh, with uh, Ray Pagosi and the two to answer your question to point. Um, I've never seen in my 24 seasons of covering hockey and watching hockey before that anybody embellish on a breakaway. Um, there seems to be different theories on on that, but that. Uh, that he kind of got pushed over, but I don't know why you would breaking in. And uh, I think what was what's disappointing uh, to the, maybe the people here at University of Massachusetts how um, they found out around lunchtime today, and uh, because what happened after that is Ray Pogosi took another embellishment penalty, then took a five-minute major. He's out for tonight, and he's one of the better players on this team. Uh, so you you know you've seen that in the first period how the Minutemen have missed him. Um, so I, I think what's probably disappointing is if with Ray is that they probably should have announced that yesterday. I realize the league was busy down in Boston, but uh, uh, finding out about you know seven hours before game time, that's kind of tough. Well, Austin Plevy is a guy that uh, almost wound up coming to Merrimack. He winds up coming to UMass instead. What have you seen from him uh, in terms of his development? Well, Austin is certainly uh, he's, he's one of the, uh, the, the the better offensive players on this team. I think Austin probably needs to get a little stronger. Uh, I think a lot of players do on this team, John. If you ask me, uh, um, you know, looking at the physical makeup of these guys, we have a lot of guys that are between 5, 10, and 6 feet and about 180 pounds, but they don't seem to have the physical strength, and that's the long-term return on investment that Coach Carville was talking about. When I asked about the short-term, getting some return for the hard work this season, 
you actually answered my question and said the return on investment is these guys before I came here this season and then leaving here this uh, spring when they do they've got to work hard in the off season and they've got to build up you know body mass and strength he says I just don't think we're physically strong enough and I think you'd include Austin uh, in one of the in, in that category uh, Austin has 14 points and that shows you where this team is Stephen Yacobelis has 18 and he's in the team lead Austin has, uh, has really struggled and he's still up near the top which shows you offensively how this team struggled but Austin you know is very good offensive player. He's on that top line with Steven Yacobelis, and tonight as you've seen with Brett Bowen, but I think Austin, I think, would tell you he'd like to get a little stronger. Brock, uh, the last time we talked in November, we talked about the Ireland trip. Uh, I was uh, hoping to get your thoughts on how that whole experience was for you and for the team as a whole. Well, I think, John, uh, uh, well, t- talking about for me, I'd never been to Europe. Have you been to Europe yes, now? Have. You have. Um, it's the nicest, some of the nicest people uh, that I've met, and that was the uh, really the part that I, I the first thing uh, that I can tell you. And uh, I'm not just saying that. You know, your hockey travels as well as mine have taken us outside of New England. And I've always said this to people that us people here in New England, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, we're some of the biggest jerks around. <laughs> and it, it, once you get to know us, we're great. But we seem to be really wound tight. Um, I've been out to Nebraska to cover UMass hockey, to Minnesota, Michigan, Alaska. And it just seems like people are more folksy and genuine. And that's what I got reminded when I went over there. Um, and also, too, uh, I was really taken aback by the history and the culture over there. Um, when people have asked me to travel through my being in my 30s and 40s, I'm now in my 50s, John, just today. Um, yeah. What I've always talked about was I'd like to go south, which meant the Bahamas and whatever. And I was, my vacations were enjoying myself. After this trip, just seeing the history, I've always wanted, kind of wanted to go over and see it and seeing like Belfast North. Northern Ireland, yeah. where when we were growing up, you and I, going to Northern Ireland was just a dream. Right. Ireland, no. Northern Ireland, it was war-stricken Northern Ireland and the war-torn, and we got to see some of the actual places. Our hotel, John, was on one of the dividing lines uh, where they would fight, and uh, they said bombs were going off right where your hotel was right. not 15, 20 years ago. And that was kind of surreal, sobering, and just you, you kind of really learn to appreciate the history. You got to see where the Titanic was built. We all know that it went out of Southern Ireland, was built in Belfast. Overall, the experience was great, and the hockey experience was great. They know how to run a tournament over there, John. One of the best-run tournaments that I've seen, and uh, uh, I hope you you get to go very soon. Um, it's 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 a treat, real treat. Well, Brock, before I let you go, uh, let me get your thoughts uh, on uh, Merrimack in this game tonight. I realize we've we've had one period here tonight, but but uh, what, coming into this game, uh, what do you expect from uh, from Merrimack and and UMass in particular? Well, for Merrimack, uh, this is a team, if it's a Mark Dennehy coach team, uh, it's always one that you're going to see, just like with our, with our Miniman team, uh, a very well-coached team, high tempo, uh, good offense, um, and I was interested to see in that first period how Merrimack would play, but Mark Dennehy corrected me. On the bigger ice sheet, he reminded me that when you played up in Durham and got beat up there, it was your fifth game in seven nights. What you're seeing here tonight, and what I know you've probably told your listeners, this is the fifth time this season the Minutemen have played three games in five nights. 
Part of it has been the Minutemen's own fault because uh, um, when uh, Coach Carville got here, he had to put a, a schedule together at the last second, and that meant throwing Arizona State in there on a, at the last moment when a weekend we should have had off, uh, playing Princeton at the last second. So couple, some of it's been self-inflicted by us, but some of it the league is just scheduled this way, and frankly, some of it's UMass's fault. This game got moved to Valentine's Day and because of uh, UMass basketball, just the way that the building's availability was. So, you know, I always expect to see Merrimack skating hard like I saw in the first period. And uh, much with the Minutemen, uh, it's been hard all season long. And until they stop, this game has gone like I expected it to be. To see, it's gone the way I expected it to see, be seen. And that is two teams, even though they're closer to the bottom than the top, skating hard. Brock, I know you got to run, and uh, I want to thank you for joining us for a few minutes. Always great seeing you. Good luck the rest of the way. Thank you for having me on. I look forward to uh, some more Spinners baseball as well this summer. Thank you. Absolutely. Brock Hines, UMass Radio, joining us. We're back with more from Amherst in a moment. This is Merrimack Warrior Hockey on WMCK.